Hi, listeners, and welcome to the True Crime Weekly Podcast, a podcast that is based in San Diego and hosted by me, Alina Trujillo, and my producer, Jose Fernandez. This is a podcast where I will be bringing you stories of murders, infamous cases, and unsolved mysteries. On December 18, 2011, a young girl was sitting in her car in the driveway when the young girl's father noticed that she started to pull out of the driveway at around 2.20 p.m. By 5.30 p.m., a black four-door 1998 Chevrolet Blazer with tinted windows was found abandoned at an intersection in the 900 block of St. Clair Avenue in East St. Louis, Illinois. It was still running and the driver's side door was open. There was no sign of the young girl and she has never been heard from again. This is the story of the disappearance of Phoenix Golden. Phoenix is described as someone that is responsible, intelligent, and deeply religious. She has been homeschooled up until she graduated high school. She could play multiple musical instruments and was also a regional fencing champion. When Phoenix moved out of the house after turning 18, she told her parents she was moving in with a female friend. But they later found out she was in fact living with a boyfriend. So she moved back in with her parents in 2011. She was a junior at the University of Missouri at St. Louis. But she didn't take any fall semester classes that year. She disappeared. So the day of her disappearance started as a typical Sunday. That afternoon after church, Phoenix mother, Goldia Golden, watched her daughter go outside and get in the car. Phoenix regularly sat in the car to make phone calls, which Goldia thought was kind of odd. Because why would somebody need more privacy than just going into their bedroom? Oh, so she'd actually go outside in and, the car and then and make talk the phone on the call? phone. Yeah, right. that's really weird. Mm-hmm. But despite finding this odd, she wasn't particularly alarmed by the behavior. At around 2.20 p.m. that afternoon, Phoenix's father, Lawrence, saw Phoenix back out of the driveway in her car and assumed she was just going to the convenience store or to her friend's house. And that was the last time her family ever saw her. So hours later, Phoenix 1988 black Chevy Blazer was found abandoned in a dangerous section of East St. Louis. So she had left her glasses, her purse, a pair of shoes and her ID inside of the vehicle. Really? Yeah. It's so bizarre. I mean, you said like the car was like left running and it was just like that. That seems it seems really strange. Well, this whole case is really strange. Okay. I saw this documentary on the Oxygen channel called The Disappearance of Phoenix Golden. And in this documentary, retired police officer Joe Delia said that the area where Phoenix's car was found was East St. Louis, which was one of the highest crime rates in the country. Really? Yeah. So he said, could Phoenix had been a victim of foul play? Absolutely. That was one of the theories we went on. But there's no record of Phoenix or her body ever being recovered. And when you look at the time frame of what happened from when Phoenix left her house to the time her car was found, it was a pretty short time frame. And yeah, you're, you're talking about just a few hours, right? Right. From two yeah, to five like or so? About three hours. Mm-hmm. So Phoenix's family were baffled when they learned where their daughter's car was abandoned. There was no reason that they knew of why Phoenix would have been in such an unsafe part of the city. But as they would soon find out, there was a lot they didn't know about their talented, loving daughter. That was fantastic, Jose. 
You want to know what I just did? What'd you do? I just tried. I opened up, and you don't get any. I opened up the new wine that I received from Wine of the Month Club. So do you, Jose, want to treat yourself or someone special to great wines month after month? I would love to. Well, now you can with Wine of the Month Club. With Wine of the Month Club, you get three different bottles of rare international wine every month. You get to choose from all red, all white, or mixed. You can also choose to do a package every two months or three months if that's a better option for you. And every package ships with their monthly newsletter covering your selections and our listener favorites. Fun facts! We are a proud affiliate, which means if you go to truecrimeweeklypodcast.com forward slash support the show and click on the wine of the club month link and sign up we will earn a commission you can support the show and get wine delivered to your door by using promo code holiday 15 to get 15 dollars off any four month club or you can use promo code holiday 20 for 20 dollars off any six months club which sounds like a win-win to me you get to stay home during this covid19 pandemic quarantine by yourself and your wines and they ship free what? hey jose so you know that during this pandemic it could even be scary to go to the grocery store sometimes yeah absolutely well you can save yourself that trip using instacart instacart delivers groceries in as fast as one hour instacart highlights deals to help you save money they find everything you usually buy you can get smart suggestions for new items they even pick the freshest produce and they keep your eggs safe too we are a proud affiliate of instacart so head over to truecrimeweeklypodcast.com forward slash support the show and click their link So Phoenix grew up in a strict family and it seems that at some point she decided it was time for her to live live on her own how she wanted it knowing that her family wouldn't approve of some of her actions which you know we've all gone through that right so after Phoenix disappeared her family discovered that she never enrolled for the upcoming semester in college and had previously lived with a boyfriend before moving back home and this was something she hid from her parents because her parents believe that sex should be safe for marriage yeah, so it'd be a big deal, like her living. With right, the that would have been no a way. big no no. Yeah. So at some point, according to friends of Phoenix, Phoenix started getting into rap music and experimenting with drugs, which they found odd as, you know, rap music wasn't really kind of like her scene. It wasn't something that she was known to listen to, yeah. you know? So the family eventually found out that Phoenix was using two cell phones at the time of her disappearance. One that was paid for under her family's plan and one that she paid for on her own. So she used the second phone to communicate with a man so that her boyfriend, Michael, wouldn't find out. Oh, so that wasn't even for the boyfriend. No. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So that's why she was going in the car with her extra phone. Maybe. Maybe, right? We don't know. So Michael was the boyfriend she had secretly been living with while she was in college. So the man that Phoenix tried to hide from her boyfriend was also named Mike. And we're just going to put Mike number one, Mike number two. Okay. No, that's going to be confusing. Yeah. So (laughs) when Mike number two's ex-girlfriend spoke with investigators, she revealed that Mike number two could get violent and had been violent with her. 
So the ex-girlfriend had even filed a restraining order against him. The ex-girlfriend didn't know if Mike number two had anything to do with Phoenix going missing, but she had her suspicions. When she questioned Mike number two about his involvement, he asked her, and I quote, why are you worrying about someone who's dead? End quote. That's weird. Mm -hmm. Why would you say that? How do you even know? Right. Well, okay. So that's the thing. No one knows if Mike number two was privy to information no one else knew, or if he was just assuming that Phoenix was dead. Mm -hmm. So when I was watching that documentary on the Oxygen channel, one of Phoenix's friends said that Phoenix had been arguing with her parents more than usual and that she seemed iterable and down and that she had grown paranoid in the days and weeks leading up to her disappearance. Hmm. That's odd. I mean, I guess she's having trouble with this other relationship and mm -hmm. then kind of hiding it. Like, I guess that kind of all makes sense. And right. then there's a reason why she didn't sign up for school, too. I mean, balancing all that. Right. And she, but she also hid that from everybody. She yeah. would, you know, supposedly she would get ready and, you know, go through the whole act of I'm going to school. But she really wasn't. Wow. Yeah. So Phoenix reportedly believed that people were watching her and that something was out to get her. Why, though? That makes no sense. I like know. It's so odd. So this same friend had said that Phoenix had started to carry a knife everywhere with her. But get this. This knife wasn't found in the abandoned car. Really? Yeah. So huh. supposedly she carried this knife in the car and it was with her everywhere she went just because of how paranoid she was. Sure. But it it was nowhere to be found. That's strange. So her friend was also shocked when she said that Phoenix told her that she was planning to pack up her belongings and leave. So Phoenix never told her friend where she was going or if she planned on leaving by herself. But her friend was shocked to hear that from Phoenix because she said that that wasn't like something that Phoenix would do or even think about. If you're familiar with this case, it's probably because you've seen bits and pieces of the selfie video Phoenix made approximately one month before she got in the car and fell off the radar, right? Mm -hmm. So I tried looking for it online, but I didn't have any success. Like I wanted to play the tidbits of it. Right. Um, but police only released part of the video, but in it, you can hear Phoenix telling the camera that she just wants to start over, but feels that she can't. She also prays a modified version of the serenity prayer. And Phoenix says in the video, and I quote, Lord, please help me accept the things that won't change and that I won't change the things that I can't change. End quote. So I guess parts of the video were inaudible so Lawrence and Goldia took it to an audio expert to see if they could clean it up more and after some cleaning up of the video Phoenix could be heard in the video saying I just want to be happy man I can't remember a time when I was happy genuinely happy I feel so stupid because I let myself go a little bit I probably would have been in a better situation if I would have just stuck with how it used to be. Huh, so, so weird. I believe it's so open to so many different things. Right. No, it does. Especially because supposedly, you know, she was known to be 
this kind of like rule follower because of her parents, right? Yeah. But then they were so strict. They were so strict. But then at the same time, she was also kind of living this double life by, you know, moving in with a boyfriend and experimenting with drugs and stuff like that. So maybe she started hanging out with the wrong crowd. And yeah, then I mean, she realized that, you know, but like, she right. she didn't know how to get out of it. I mean, I don't know. It's it's just odd. And in that documentary in the Oxygen channel that I was telling mm-hmm. you about, you can see this video. They play that video. And it's just it's so sad because you really do see her struggle like she's going through something, you know. But I like I said, I tried looking for it online. And I couldn't find it just so I can play a little, you know, tidbits of the. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Lawrence and Goldia Golden said that law enforcement immediately branded their daughter as a runaway and that neither police nor the media treated Phoenix's disappearance with enough urgency because she was black. The lack of interest in missing person cases involving black women is something that, you know, it's very sad. And how we've said before in our podcast, what does it matter the color of your skin or of their drug addicts or if they're sex workers at the end of the day they all deserve justice and everyone's family deserves to know what happened to their loved ones that shouldn't matter but unfortunately in this case apparently it did because right away they told her parents you know she's a runaway which frustrates me so much and i don't understand because nobody knows their kid better than a parent so if a parent is calling law enforcement saying my kid doesn't typically do this they always come home or they always keep in contact who are they to say no they're a runaway yeah like i know my kid you know exactly that has to really hold weight it should hold weight and oftentimes it doesn't right so let's talk about some of the theories out there okay so one theory is that Phoenix car was abandoned in a crime ridden part of East St. Louis and I-70 runs through the city. St. Louis and Kansas City are connected by the interstate and both cities are major hubs for sex trafficking. Okay. Oh, okay. So this is going to be one theory. So I-70 is sometimes referred to as the sex trafficking highway of America. Really? Mm-hmm. So in a statement posted by the Missouri Sheriff's Association, They said, and I quote, the St. Louis metro region is one of the top 20 areas in the country for human trafficking, end quote, which is pretty scary. Yeah, that's really scary. Um, So Phoenix car was left in the middle of a traffic lane with the engine still running. And she left importing personal items inside, including her glasses, her purse, a pair of shoes. And it's possible that Phoenix could have been pulled over for some for someone or was run off the road and kidnapped by human traffickers that's one theory but the problem with this theory is that in reality apparently her car was actually not left with the engine running oh so that that really didn't happen apparently not well that's the weird part because in that documentary they said that they interviewed the initial police officer that found the car abandoned yeah and that officer said that it just looked like the car had ran out of gas there was no one in the car the doors were closed the car was off oh that's weird but was it out of gas (laughs) or i don't know no i'm I'm not sure Mm -hmm. but Somewhere along the way, it was, oh, no, it was running and the the driver's side door was open. So that's why the parents were thinking, OK, 
then somebody had to have taken her. Right. Right. It still doesn't so, answer the question of what she was doing in that part of town, especially if the right, parents. Right. It still doesn't specify but, that. That's not a place where she'd normally be hanging out. But now, of course, she has like kind of like a second life going exactly. on with her boyfriend, right? And remember, her friends had said that she had started experimenting with drugs. So maybe was she there to get drugs? Possibly, yeah. Possibly, right? We don't know. So when Phoenix disappeared, no one ever heard from her again. There was no activity on any of her bank accounts, social media, or cell phone accounts since she went missing suggesting that Phoenix's life ended that day. There are many aspects of the case that we don't know because the police haven't released much information, but we do know that she was in contact with Mike number two. Okay, so that's the one that she was trying to hide from her actual boyfriend. And he supposedly had a violent past. Mm -hmm. So another theory is that Phoenix got involved with a sketchy group of people who know something but aren't talking. So in 2012, police admitted they were concerned for her safety. However, the police also said that the only DNA they found in Phoenix's car was her own. And there was no other evidence of foul play. Hmm. So odd. Right. So there is evidence that suggests that Phoenix was involved with multiple different men in the months leading up to her disappearance, though. So moreover, many of... The so-called friends Phoenix spent time with in her final days have refused to speak with the family or investigators, leading her longtime friends to conclude they might have not known Phoenix at all. Another theory is that Phoenix ran away. So remember, in that video, Phoenix wanted to walk away from her life and start over. She made that abundantly clear in that video if you if you watch it. Yeah, but one of the things you mentioned was that she wanted to have things how they used to be right right so maybe she's not necessarily even running away from how things used to be which is maybe her parents her original boyfriend Mm -hmm. like mike number one i don't know maybe she's trying to run away from the second portion which is mike number two Mm -hmm. the hiding deceit the drugs and all that stuff right right? that's true yeah i don't know to me that doesn't seem how do i get her out of this is run away no, I think you just go to originally you try to stick, step back to where where you were. Right. I don't know. Just no, I agree with that because to your point, I mean, there's very few people that actually run away. Right. But we have no idea what Phoenix got herself into or why she was so desperate to start over. That's still mm-hmm. unknown. So if she was carrying a knife and was paranoid that someone wanted to do something to her, it's possible she felt necessary to get as far away from home as possible, you think? I maybe? Mean, yeah, maybe. It's a possibility. So that might help explain the phone calls she took in her car and some of her friends' unwillingness to talk to investigators, right? Mm-hmm. So there have been multiple reported sightings of Phoenix and sadly multiple hoaxes. Oh, no. I know. That's the worst. So it's horrible for the family. Right. So none of the sightings have been confirmed, but... Listen to this. Private investigator Steve Foster discovered that Phoenix Golden had two birth certificates. One was under the name Golden and the other was under the name Reeves. Why? So Reeves is the maiden name of Phoenix's mother, Goldia. So Steve Foster could not confirm whether Phoenix ever attempted to assume the name Reeves, but 
he found no indication that anyone had tried to update, apply, or renew any of Phoenix government information. Interesting. Right. So later on, Joe Dalia hired another private investigator to look into Phoenix credit history and driver's licenses to see if there was any link to Phoenix Reeves. And the PI found four other Phoenix Reeves in the U.S. and was able to eliminate three out of the four. Okay. That's it? Yeah. I know, it's crazy, right? Yeah, it seems... I know, maybe it seems like an uncommon name, possibly. Right, maybe. So, the fourth Phoenix Reeves was a bit suspect, okay? So, they had no birth date, no social security number, and no relatives listed. Really? The only address associated with it was in Anchorage, Alaska. All the way in Alaska? Yeah. Wow. Which, you know what? Anchorage, I feel like it's far enough where, yeah... Yeah, you want to get away? Uh, yeah. You like can go the, to Anchorage, Alaska, sure. Yeah. So Joe traveled to the Anchorage address and spoke with a woman whose son owns the house. And she said her son lived at the house since 2002 and had never heard of a Phoenix Golden or a Phoenix Reeves. And when Joe spoke with neighbors, none of them remember ever seeing someone who looked like Phoenix. Really? Yeah, so... It almost seems like, okay, that name was connected to there, but nobody knew of this person. Nobody had ever heard of it, or they even showed pictures of her, and nobody had seen her. That's so weird. Isn't it? I thought so, too. So, Godia doesn't believe her daughter left under her own will. Her theory is that her daughter is being held against her will and has not been allowed to call home. And in that documentary on the Oxygen channel, Phoenix's parents said that, and I quote, her purse and wallet were in there, which the police have. There was a 32-ounce soda cup with soda in it, some candy, lemon slices in a plastic sandwich bag, and a note torn up in pieces with one or two missing pieces. And police showed me the note and asked if it was Phoenix's handwriting. I said no. I showed it to my husband and he said no, but it bothered me. I asked the lead detective if I could have a copy. I poured over that note. I got some of her notebooks and some were written in real fast writing and I took a magnifying glass. I love this woman. And I came to the conclusion that this was her handwriting. Really? Yeah. So I guess she said that after she herself you know, investigated the handwriting and the note. She came to the conclusion that it was like her daughter writing something fast, but nothing came from the note. So even though, you know, it was her writing, I guess they couldn't make out what it said. I'm not sure, but nothing nothing of significance on there. Yeah. I mean, significant to me is that she was drinking a soda, enjoying some candy. Right. I mean, like, you're not going to do that if you're planning to run away, I guess, in my opinion. If you're feeling so down, you're not thinking about candy and soda. I mean, that, you know that's I mean? true. That's true. But that, that's what's so weird. I mean, there's all these little things that lead up to nothing, it right. seems like. You know, and in yeah. that documentary, they did say that apparently they had found the car about three hours after, you know, their daughter drove away from the house Mm -hmm. but it wasn't actually reported to them until weeks after so they had found it three hours later but i guess they hadn't police didn't make the connection i guess i don't know if they didn't run the plates or i'm not sure what happened but 
Her parents didn't find out about the car being discovered where it was until weeks after when they finally tied the car back to them. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Right. I wonder if like any evidence because of that delay was potentially lost. I don't know. Right. Exactly. And because according to the police officer that found the car, there is no sight of foul play. So maybe they didn't even investigate around the car, you know? Yeah. That's that's weird. Yeah, so it's this case is it's just it's so sad. Phoenix Golden has hasn't been found, and her parents pray that one day they will know what happened or that they will find her alive somewhere. Like I said, they believe that she's still alive. Yeah. So Phoenix Golden is five six and weighs about one hundred and twenty five pounds. She has reddish brown hair and pierced ears. She was last seen wearing gray sweatpants with the word UMSL printed vertically down one pan leg, a dark hoodie, and tennis shoes. Anyone with information on the case is asked to call St. Louis County Police. The family has a group also about Phoenix's case on Facebook, which you can all look up to see if there is anyone out there that might know any information on her case. If you want to look at pictures and want more information on the cases we cover, you can head over to truecrimeweeklypodcast.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Podcast True Crime Weekly. And please don't forget to support the show by going to truecrimeweeklypodcast.com forward slash support the show. And I would truly love it and appreciate it if you will leave a five-star review and subscribe onto Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. The only way that people find out about us is through subscribers and reviews. Thanks for listening.